1: God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God.
2: Welcome back in this show. It's Mark Rheinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call, lovelyly, the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material, and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophets material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also like I said earlier we do have with us from Mount Carmel Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggart
3: glad to have you here tonight I hope you brought your Bibles with you, we are going to finish up hopefully tonight what I had uh, done I think one other time we looked into who is Israel let's go to uh, Zechariah 8 I think I left uh, left off with you in Zechariah 2 and I think we went through that. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to back up and get that, really. Uh, let me look just a second here. Uh, that was in uh, 7. Um, no, let's go to Zechariah 8, and we'll start in the 18th verse, down through 23. Zechariah 8, 20, uh, uh, 8, 18... Who is Israel? And I, I think at this point that we can all identify and and say that well, bless God, we 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 are Israel. I think that uh, you also can identify and understand that as a uh, Christian, we had been taught that we were to we were the owners of the new covenant. And I think we uh, cured that by getting you to understand that the new covenant that was to be written upon the heart of man, upon the minds of man, was given unto the, both the houses of, of Israel, Judah, and, and Ephraim and the shock of the getting over the fact that, well, maybe we didn't own much of anything as, as Christians, but don't, don't don't misunderstand because let me tell you something. As Christians, we did win and receive the Messiah, okay? And that is the most important part of all this. Is to, again, is to understand that Messiah came. The reason for him coming was to fulfill what God was trying to, and in, in the outset, tried to do with Adam and never got it done because Adam went went awry, if you will. So in in Zechariah, the 8th chapter, we'll start in the 18th verse, as I said, And the word of the Lord of hosts came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The past of the fourth month and the past of the fifth month the past of the seventh and the past of the tenth shall be to the house of, uh, of Judah joy and gladness and cheerful peace. Therefore love the truth and peace. For to love what? What truth is the word, in this case Torah, and peace. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, It shall yet come to pass that there shall come people and inhabitants of many cities, and the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and pray before the Lord. Now, Zechariah, an end-time prophet, as as he was, was talking about a time that was yet to come. Now, again, here we're seeing... That we are, he's telling us that there is going to be other nations or numbers of, and the 21st verse says, and in the inhabitants of one city shall go to another. He said in the 22 and many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord. 23 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of one of all languages of nations, to even take hold of the spirit of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now, I realize we've given that Scripture before, and I wanted to open with that tonight because, again, this is very important to understand who he's talking about here. He's talking about there is a the Jew. Okay? What does the Jew have? Well, the Jew, if you will, has Jerusalem. Jew, Jerusalem, easy to remember, right? And they have that, they have they have all the connections, they have all the connections into Judaism as Ephraim, because we have been lost. And you know that scripture, but now we are found, I think we can understand that now, can't we? Before I wasn't real sure, you know, I thought, well, of course, being lost eternally is, is uh, uh, what it's all about when it comes down to the bottom line, but... When, when you begin to realize now we're no longer lost we are not lost we're now found but we're now found but we lack something that they don't have education into judaism they lack more than what we lack though they lack messiah now when they ever decide to put their get their act together uh, i had an interesting conversation with a guy that goes to synagogue It uh, rode on the plane down there um, from miami to Barbados, and and after we got off planes we getting luggage he and i had a had a, a, a talk and and uh, in the midst of the talk, he wanted to know what I was going to do with my Christianity. I said, "What do you mean? What am I going to do with my Christianity?" He said, "Well, well." He said, "Are are, are you are you giving up Christianity?" I said, uh, "Not, not, not." But here my chinny, chin, chin and I got I can say that now, right? <laughs> I said, "No, I'm not giving up Christianity. What I'm doing is I'm coming back to receive what rightfully was mine all along." And and he looked at me and he said. And he said, "Well, he said, you know, he said, there's a lot of us that believe in Messiah. He said, but you know, we're not able to say that. He said, we, we, you know, he said, we're, we're, I mean, he said that's a no-no. He said, that the, he said, the rabbis have taught us differently, but he says, you know, even though they taught us, he said, we're not all that stupid. So you know, again, what, what's satisfying with that, folks? Uh, Twenty years ago, you'd never run into that kind of conversation." But I'm going to tell you what truth you cannot keep down. Truth you can't, you can't, you're not going to hide it under that bushel. There's too much light, and once that once that light begins to be exposed, I'm going to tell you something. It'll go everywhere, every nick and cranny, uh, all across the face of the earth. And that's exactly what's going on. But but the Jew, the Jew, because the Jew has been into this, the Orthodox Jew has absolutely been into this thing for eons of time, and they know what's supposed to be going on. And that doesn't mean they do it all, but they know what's going on. Let's go to John 10:10. 10, 10. And uh, begin to draw some of the some of the stuff from the from the New Testament, John 10, 10 John 14, fourteen. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You saying ten ten? You know we we wore that out, didn't we? You notice know, how the Bible almost wore? fall open to that that particular page, John ten and fourteen. It says, "I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine." Now, so what's he saying? He knows his sheep. He knows who they are, and and no one of mine. Now, you know, when you you contemplate that, you you try to meditate that very long, then you begin now to put all this thing as like a puzzle, and it all starts coming together. Because what Jesus said, he said, I am not sent, but under the lost... A flock of the, of 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 Israel under all sheep of the tribe of Israel he said that's who I'm sent to, and now he's saying here he says, and they know he says they know and, and am knowing of mine they're not I'm knowing of mine without this is the thing that I have tried for numbers of numbers of years to get across this is not annoying up here it's annoying in here it's a heart knowing and that's the reason, again, I, I don't know whether I made this comment or not. I know when in Barbados, and in the ministry that I, that I did down there, uh, a number of different times I stopped and, and I told them that I can understand now why, when they took the Christians in Rome and they put them in the Great Colosseum and turned the lions out to eat them, why they were dying with smiles on their faces. Is because they knew exactly what we know. They knew exactly what we know. They knew that they absolutely had touched or had entered into the kingdom of God With God himself We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost We've got, In other words, we have got a completeness of this thing But it is a completeness now that's happening in the heart it, Again, you, you can't you know, I, somebody, somebody came up with a deal again about That it's a shame That people with intelligent minds Think you get so stupid all of a sudden Have you had anybody question whether you're a Christian?
0: Well,
3: if you haven't, you will well, are we, you know my, you know what I used to tell people? As a, you know, people up and say, I say, do I really look that stupid? <laughs> I don't feel that stupid, but do I look that stupid that I would believe something like that? Well, I don't know whether you are or not. I mean, that's just what I heard. Well, I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I have said about being a prophet, about being an apostle about everything I do. If people want to know about me, they need to bring their lower impostor in and sit down about six months and find out. Then they'll know that we still use the Bible. I'm still preaching you out of King James, the same King James Version. I was in trouble when I was a prophet. I'm in trouble now because I'm taking you into Judaism with it. Same one. It's not changed a bit. I've even got, you don't know, take know, I need to, need to get another cover. This one's about, you know, well, same I did this. even still got the same old cover on the thing. But you see, again, the knowing is here. It's here. You cannot take that away from you, and you can't take it away from me. You couldn't take it away from them, and it won't be taken away in this last day in this hour. What it's going to do, it's going to be kindled. People like me are going to kindle that fire in the heart of man. And I'm going to keep kindling this thing until you realize that we don't have one Scripture. We don't just have two Scriptures. We've got a Bible full of Scriptures that absolutely direct us back into Judaism as Christians. And uh, it may take some time, but when he was saying here, and he said, I'm knowing of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I, the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, who's he laying his life down for us? Who, what, now, again, what sheep is he laying his life down for? Israel. He's laying his life down for Israel. Again, you're not going to find anything in here about other than what I have taught you previously, even in this context of this piece of ministry here that we started, that you're going to find out that even though you may not have known you were an Israelite, you still as a foreigner, as a stranger, are to be brought in and fully accepted, See, I, you know, I told, I told one, of the, one of the guys down at the synagogue uh, this time uh, about this conversion thing. I said, let me tell you something. You cannot deny conversion into Judaism. Because Torah says that if we will keep Shabbat, Sabbath, and not pollute it and keep the commandments, then we are to be taken in, we are to be instructed to keep the Noachide uh, of covenant, which kept us out of adultery, idolatry, from eating anything strangled with blood, the minimum of Judaism to start with. We're directed into that. Now, now it doesn't say anything about them deciding to turn us down three times before they talk to us. Amen? I had to remind them a couple times. I'm telling you, I'm going to provoke them. And I'm going to keep on provoking them. You're going to provoke them. You're provoking a lot of people right now. If you're wearing your if you're if you're wearing your kappa out, outside of the outside of the synagogue, you're provoking. You're provoking those Jews because they're ashamed to be knowing they're Jews, most of them. They're ashamed. But God help them for the being ashamed. But the time they understand something, they either are in or they're out. They're either going to keep Torah or they're not keeping Torah. And I'm going to tell you something. There aren't very many Torah observant Jews on the face of this earth today in comparison to all the ones that are. Of course, I mentioned a time or two. There's more of us than there are of them. Just only when it's convenient to mention. Sixteen, and the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Uh Uh-oh. There's other sheep that's not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Now, what is he talking about? He's first talking about the fold of Judah. Okay, in the 15th verse. 16th verse, he goes down here and all of a sudden now he's talking about that he said he's got other sheep He said they're not of my foes, but he said they shall hear my voice. What have you heard? You have heard his voice He did not appear He didn't send a carrier pigeon. He did not send you uh, an email message You have heard his voice in the supernatural realm and you have received a quickening. Now listen to me, a quickening of the Spirit. Now it's going to be easier for your spirit to be quickened if the Rahakladi, the Holy Ghost, is present. Even though I'm going to tell you something, I'm finding some, some uh, people that turned into Judaism and some of the rabbis that are, that are, that are Baptists. Now there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But I mean, again, I, I would like to talk to them, and I'm sure I will in time, and, and find out, because it's much easier for us to be quickened if you're open now it's a danger listen to, listen to me it's a dangerous thing to be involved with the Rahakadish the Holy Ghost because the spirit world will open up the spirit world will work and it becomes a dangerous thing when the spirit world is dealing and you're not dealing with the pureness of God's spirit then there's other spirits that come in and begin to deal and then there become choices that have to be made and within those choices that have to be made, then sometimes we get to making some bad choices, right? Because we're unteachable. And that's what the biggest problem gets to be. when people get filled with the Holy Ghost, so the they become unteachable. All of a sudden they know everything. They don't, they don't need to be guided any longer because they know it all. And, and here again, uh, I, you know, the, the simplest form to go at that when that happens is simply to go back and say, listen, God instructed Daniel to shut up the sum of the book told him that it was not for his day but at the end of the time that he once again would open up the book he would then begin to do what? bring revelation such as what you're hearing today and I think you've heard me say a number of different times now that what you are entered into is the last outpouring of the Holy Ghost the Rahakodesh, that there's going to be on the face of this earth this is it and this thing is going to get wound up like a great big machine and it is going to explode all over the face of this earth and you're going to see people walking down streets. You're going to see people wearing the undergarments with the fringes. You're going to see them walking down the street with their with their talifs. You're going to see them going down the streets with their teplas. You're going to see them. You're going to know them. You're going to know them because they are going to demonstrate their faith. He said, Well, I I don't think I can do that yet. Well, you may never be able to do it. That's between you and the, the God that we serve. If you have a problem with those things, that, that's fine, that's, that, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, one of the problems that you and I have, and one of the things with the faith problem that goes on is, people cannot make a decision and, and do it. They want to kind of straddle the line, just in case it's real, you know. But, but faith works when you make a decision, see. I used to tell people, we'll make a decision, even if it's wrong, Right? Because if you make a decision, at least the spirit world can begin to work. And when you're indecisive about something, you can't get in the spirit world, can't work because the spirit world doesn't know whether you're in or out. And that's the reason this thing can be hard because there's going to be a lot of people step back and do a lot of looking. But I'll tell you one thing for a fact that I don't know where all these rumors and stuff come from to get back to us. But, uh, it, 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 you know, I, again, I just, I, I just never felt like we all looked that stupid. I just never felt that way. I mean, some of you look, some of you do look intelligent to me. Now there's a few of you out there.
0: No,
3: <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. We have, we've entered in and, and, uh, I, I, again, you, what you have to do is don't, don't become intimidated. Intimidation is only, a, is a lack of maturity. You know what I'm saying? When people, if if people can intimidate you, it's just a lack of your own maturity and self, and self uh, reliance upon the Lord and, and, and having, having uh, within yourself an inner knowing about who you are. But, but don't, uh, don't let people uh, intimidate you. Just, just say, hey, look, you know, you, this is a free country. We're serving God the way we want to. You serve God the way you want to. Leave us alone. If you don't like it, then just lump it. You know, and, and then, then when we get to heaven, God, God laid some stuff out for me that I, I, am gonna preach, and I mean preach. We're gonna, you're gonna have to go back and listen to the prophet some here, not pull long, but, uh, I'll put it off for a while. Uh, but it's, a uh, it's about the, it's about the, uh, the judgment seat. It's about the judgment seat for Christians that we're gonna have to stand in the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm gonna tell you something, folks, it's real, and it's an awesome thing. And I'm afraid that because the church has long since gotten by with doing all the things that we seem to do. And we seem to hate one another and speak ill about one another. And I got news for you. Every time when you stand, when you stand in the judgment of Christ, that everything that you have done is going to be tested by fire. Yet not to the loss of your salvation, but to the loss of where you're going to be in heaven itself. There's different categories of heaven. If you will, you start in a big, nice palace, and you could end up down a back alley in a little old shack. Okay, now it'll probably be a wonderful little shack, but the fact of it is, there are crowns, and we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna, God's really been dealing with me about these things because I, I have been, I have been absolutely uh, beside myself to see the way that some of the people in this organization have spoken. I've been beside myself. I, I have cried tears. I have, i prayed with God. I, I've done everything I know to do, folks. You cannot hate your brother and get to heaven. I don't care who you think you are. I don't care how many visions you have. I don't care if you raise the dead twice a day. You're going to end up in hell. You cannot dislike your brothers and sisters, and you cannot judge your brothers and sisters. That's God's place. Let God God do his job, and let's do ours, okay? And, And like I said, I know this. When you're controversial, and I have been controversial ever since the day that I said, Jesus, come into my life. And I probably will go out just as controversial as I have always been. But and I realize for people to follow after somebody like me, you're putting yourself right there in the controversial place. Now some people, obviously, you guys can handle that. There's some people that come in this organization that couldn't handle it well, if they couldn't stand pa- parents and grandparents and next door neighbors and people at job saying, "Oh, I think that's in the cult." Well, the fact of it is, you, you ought to go visit a real cult once before you go pointing fingers and find out what it really is. Okay? You really, you really should. Okay, where am I at? Well, another sermon went on there. Uh, 16 again, another sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. Now, he doesn't say when, does he? And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. It says, and they shall hear my voice. So he said, when I call, they're going to hear my voice. This this scripture here is being fulfilled in your ears during this generation and this time. This scripture is being fulfilled because God has not drawn Ephraim till now. He's not drawn Ephraim till now. Therefore doeth my Father love me because I lay down my life. He says that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received of my Father. In other words, who did he get it from again? And, Of course, this is the thing I keep trying to drive into your hearts and your minds: is that Jesus did not have any of his own commandments. He did not have any of his own. The commandments were the father's words. Those were the commandments, and if you can keep that part straight, you can, you, you know, you can help some of these um, some of these characters uh, with some of the problems that they have. Let's go to Ephesians 2, and. Uh, We'll walk, walk away through this. Ephesians 2. I think, I think that it's exciting. And I'm going to tell you something. The brothers and sisters in Barbados are tearing this stuff up just like we are here. They're, they're so hungry that they, they, they can just say to you guys how much they appreciate the fact that you will share and let me come down there. And it's not an easy thing for me to leave right now because we've got a big job to do and it has got to be done right here first. Well, it's going to be fun. I just haven't figured out how we're going to smile over it all when we get started, though. Hebrews 2.11 says, wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Now, now I love the way he saying to remember this. Who are all, are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the place made by hand. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, I don't know whether we've been into that, if not underlined that. <laughs> because I want you to understand what he's saying. He said, "Being aliens from the Commonwealth of, of Israel." So he's talking about the fact that because they were away from that, that they had not come in, then they were aliens. They were not part of the Commonwealth of Israel. Is what he's saying: strangers and, and strangers from the covenant of the promise. Now, 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 I want to ask you: Does that word covenant is that plural? Yes, it is. Now, Paul is talking about covenants. Now, there were seven covenants. Now, listen to what he's saying. Now, what he's trying, the picture that Paul is bringing here is not a picture that you don't belong to any of this. He's trying to get into what we have. He says, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. So he said, you weren't even a part of us, and you didn't know anything about the, you were strangers, you understood nothing about the covenant, the promises of God through his word. Now, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made uh, made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. So they can come in. Having abolished in his place the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself a twain one new man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the in enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them which were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Both have. Now again, you, you can take that, and that, you can talk about that being both, meaning both houses, The southern house, the northern kingdom, southern kingdom. Or you can talk about strangers, or you can even get into the world word Gentiles. Okay? You you, you can do whatever with that. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. And and that's the important thing. No matter what it is, if you have received, if you have received through the blood of Christ, you are now nigh unto them. You are part of them. And he says, now that you've done this, he says, now you are part of the household of God. Now, what I like about that is that now that you're the household of God, it means you're part of them. So again, it takes away from this fact that somebody's saying to you, well, I don't think I'm part of Ephraim, so it doesn't count. And that's that's what this study is about, is to get you to realize that, yes, probably they are from Ephraim. Okay? But even if the fact that you want to say, well, I'm not, if you are a Christian, you are still part of the household of God, and you have attached to you now the, the, the covenant, covenants, I'm sorry, of promise. More than one. Because now we as, as Christians only talk about the new covenant. One. Which I think we put that to sleep, didn't we, that you did understand after I taught that, that, bless God, that that, that, that was not at all the way it was given, the new covenant which is both Old and New Testament speaking, came about when God said he would come out of the box and he would give them a new covenant or make a new covenant to both the houses, to both of the houses of Israel. Does everybody remember me teaching that? Somebody shake their head, nod up and down, say amen, stand up and shout. Now no, you don't have to shout. And the uh, 21st verse says, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being the cornerstone Uh, the the key cornerstone now we find out and we understand then that everything that's being done is being done in the way of understanding whether again being being pure, blooded okay, knowing you are from the tribe of Judah, Benjamin or whether you're from one of the ten lost tribes of Ephraim or whether you are, in fact, just a stranger or a Gentile, you are still welcome into the household of God and recipient of the promise of the covenant. Without, so it's all there. I mean, again, I don't think you have to be a, a, an absolute bubble and genius to, to grab onto this. I I, I asked him down. I told him down in Barbados. I said, now if anybody if anybody doesn't understand that, we'll stop right here and go back to it. And 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 when it got done, four or five of them came and said, "Well, you know, this is this is this is so much different because every place you turn now that we have some information, now all these other things are now beginning to make sense that we never understood before." Amen. Yeah. And that's what's exciting about it. Isn't it? Let's go, let's go over to Acts the tenth chapter, Acts ten. Acts ten. We'll start twenty-five. Acts ten twenty-five. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. I mean, Acts ten twenty five. 25. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together, and he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one uh, of another nation. Now see this was this this was this is a no no. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without gain, saying, As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore what intent ye have sent for me. He said, I'm here, now what what what's it about? And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until the hour fifth hour, and in the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold a man stood before me in, in, in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard. And thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Then therefore, in Judaism, you take on another name. Now, I'm going to, we're going to, I'm, I hope I can get this done next week sometimes. Because this is this, this some heavy-duty stuff. The name that you take, the Bible talks about names and how important it is. So I don't know whether I told you this or not, but in Judaism without Christ involved, without Messiah, when somebody, they have actually gotten people off the deathbed by changing their name. Now, you want, it's a spiritual thing. Now, this gets deep, so just hang on here a minute. Because the spirit, when you have a name, and your name is being taken, and all you get done is talking about, oh, I'm sick to death, and I'm dying, and all this has happened to me, and sure enough, you get so I get laying there in bed, and you're dying. Well, then, if the name is changed, then the spiritual, supernatural attack of darkness has to have a new beginning to that name because that name takes precedence over the situation, well, that's the way the Jews sees that. and they have seen many people get off the deathbed simply by going in, the the, the rabbi going in and changing the name. So uh, upon conversion, and by the way, we'll be we'll be doing some, having some conversion. We uh, we uh, got very very straight about some things down there uh, while I was down there, and uh, it's uh, definitely agreed that uh, conversion uh, will be had here in this our community of believers. And, uh, we will, uh, during that time, give you that opportunity and that name that you'll have. Let's say, for instance, that, uh, somebody here wants to be called, uh, uh, Leah or, or of course it's a woman or Sarah, uh, um, or Rebecca or one of the guys wants to be called Moses. That is for the community. You will still be known, obviously. Don't try to go to the airport and sign your name in, okay? But, you know, but, but that's, but, uh, and so it's it is a, again it's something that is contained within the community of believers. Now I you know to take a name is a big time important thing, and you you got to really we'll 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 deal all with that. We'll get some. You got to know what the name means, and you got to understand that name. See, changing your name is going to begin. You take you will listen. You will take on the spirit of that name. You will. So some of you that are having some problems in your life. We're, you're going to have an opportunity for another new beginning, and I, I think it's fabulous myself. Now, you may think that what I just said, just a bunch of malarkey. That's okay for me, okay? But leave me alone. I'm having a good time with it, okay? I, I really am. <laughs> you can just decide whatever you want to decide. But I'm going to tell you something. I found out them, them Jews weren't quite as dumb as I thought they were. I'm finding out they're not quite as dumb as I had them figured out. See, I thought anybody that didn't have Jesus was really dumb. Well, they really are, but they weren't that dumb, okay? In other words, they, they see, they still had a way to work. And see, I thought God just shut them off. I thought it was over. I thought I just thought the whole thing was, I mean, a lost cause. But it wasn't that. The key is keeping Torah. It's keeping Torah. You keep Torah, and I'm going to tell you something. Things are going to change. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, I'm somewhere in here. I, I need to get back to where I was doing I? I think we found the 10th chapter and I was in the 25th verse going down through. Okay, here we go. He's asking what he's doing there. Um, Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee. I didn't get that, did it? I better go 32. Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, whose surname was Peter. That's what got me chasing that one. Yeah. See, his name, you realize? Paul was who? Saul. Abram, Abraham, Sarah, Sarai, and so go. goes. Okay, okay. What what lesson that was. He is lodged in the house of one Simon the Tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, now get ready for this one. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace of Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began in, in Galilee and baptism which John preached. Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things, which he did both in the the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is of which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him give all prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet speak these words, the Holy Ghost, speak these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now notice, they of the circumcision. Now there was that battle again that was, that was going on. The battle of the day was not you becoming a, a Christian receiving Messiah was whether or not you could be a Christian without being circumcised as a male. Okay that was where the battle was at, and that that's where this, that's where this whole struggle was going on that the, that the that the the sect of Judaism, and I guess you could call them ultra um orthodox absolutely demanded that you could not be a Christian without being circumcised as a male and of course, that's what Paul was trying to explain here, and here again, what's neat is it, it, here Peter's involved. But he says, And they of the circumcision, those that were convinced that there was no way for this to happen except being circumcised, were there. And they were astonished about what was happening. Okay, they were astonished. For they had heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. They pray them prayed they him to tarry certain days. So we see the outreach. We see them being brought in. We see, we see bless God, uh, what God is trying to, to say, what God's trying to do within all of us. He wasn't holding anything back. You know what I mean? They, they, they were not allowed. A Jew was not allowed in any way, shape, or form to have anything to do with the Gentiles, the dogs. They weren't to do. You know, the lady with the, uh, that one lady came and in, in sought God for her daughter. She got there, and she said, but you just take the crumbs, the crumbs that fall off, of, off the table. So that, That'll be enough for me. And he said, but I'm you know, he said it wasn't sent to them. So, so they, they very well knew, but now things have begun to change. And the, on the outset, though, with what Jesus was presented himself as being, the Son of God had come that he might not only bring, bring eternal life, Become the sacrificial lamb once and for all for all mankind, but not only not only to the Jews, not only to Judah, not only to Benjamin, not only to the southern kingdoms, but into all of Israel, and to any other strangers that may come and decide to do that. But in particular, and this is what's so important to us as Christians, in particular, he was sent not except unto the sheep of the lost house of Israel. That's in particular and that's what we have to be sure that we understand, that there is a scenario that was set there that the entirety of Christianity has been blinded to for 2,000 years. And this is, this is big-time revelation. This is, not, this is not something that, bless God, that just happened and has always been in place and we've always been able to see it. We have been blinded. As I said, there's been two blindings. I was coming home on the plane. I, I sat there and spent all day yesterday trying to figure out how in the world to start writing about all this stuff. How to start writing. How to, how to start putting it in book form where people can begin to get their hands on this stuff and at least read it. How do you, how do you put, what, what kind of a title do you put on the thing to get people to realize, hey, I, I should read this book because the call of Ephraim is in the air. Not all Jews are Abraham's children. That's what a statement, isn't it? Let's go to John 8. John 8. Not all, not all Jews. Not all of them. Are Abraham's children. You think, well, well, how come? Look at 37. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. Boy. Well, i tell you, he could talk straight. Now, I bet nobody had any problem Understand that, did they? I speak down in 38. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. Now again, what is he speaking? Just what he gets from the father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto him, If ye were Abraham's children, if ye were, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born a fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I uh, myself, but he sent me. What's he saying here? Now listen, he's saying the same exact thing that is paralyzed, paralyzed, he's <laughs> going to paralyze, going to remember, that runs parallel to the church today. If you can't understand it here, you're not going to understand it. See, that's the reason they couldn't understand this thing, because it wasn't something that they could contain in their carnal eyes and with their carnal mind. They could not contain it. They couldn't understand how this could ever be from such a lowly position as a carpenter's son could come the Son of God. And he said, he said, he said neither came I of myself, but he sent me. 43 why do you not understand my speech even because you cannot hear my word and why can't I hear the word because they were unteachable see that's where all this thing came down to they become so unteachable that everything was being done through legalism by the point of the law and they had no openness in their hearts to receive Messiah when he came year of your father the devil and the lust of your father you do you, you, you will do can you say that of to today well let's not get too too rough He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinced me me of of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Oh, boy. Listen. You need to align this. He that is of God heareth God's word. Okay, the sons of darkness, the sons of light, and the sons of this world. He that is of God heareth God's word. Uh, you know, uh, I got done, I did this down in Barbados, and I got done this one brother came up to me and he said, you know, he said, I'm not at all trying to find fault with what you said. He said, I'm in awe of the fact That it's the truth he said you know he said i you know and i use the same thing there that i've used here a number of times is why is it that that, you know some of you got husbands and some wives and that family and next door neighbors and and other people that just can't seem to get attached to jesus folks if there's not something drawing you here you'll never get attached to jesus i'm sorry i'm sorry and i and, and, and and but it's just the truth not everybody, Not I mean, is not the opportunity there for all mankind? Absolutely it is. But will all mankind take the opportunity? No, I'm sorry, but they won't. Let me go on, I'm not going to finish. He says, He that is a God heareth God's words. Ye he therefore hear them not, because ye are not a God. Well, he's talking to the church. Then answered the Jews and said to him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and, and hath, a, hath a devil? Jesus answered I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and you do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. He keep my saying. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil, Abraham is dead, and the prophets; And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste the death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? And Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Folks, you can thank God we don't have that problem. (laughs) Now, that was tough to sell, okay? Even being the Son of God. He is. That was a tough sell. Hmm. The boys went home that night scratching their heads, didn't they? Huh? Yeah. Then they took up stones to cast at him. And we're getting rid of this old boy. blasphemer for sure. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. But what? Jesus is fighting the bureaucracy big time. And what he's telling them is that, hey, you just don't understand what's going on. And and I'm gonna tell you, I, you you need to have compassion. Turn in Second Corinthians six one. Well, you need to have compassion toward the fact that these people are you know, don't understand because they don't. I'm sorry. You have ears to hear, you're gonna hear. And if you don't have ears to hear, I got news for you, you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, just, just as death, stone death as you can be, and that's all there is to it. There's no, there isn't an in between to it. You, in other words, you can't make people see. You know, I, I'm, I, I see people saying, "Well, I'm going to show you." Now I'm showing you. Uh, you'll never argue anyone into seeing your side of anything. You never will. But what you can do is present that which is alive, which is God inside of us. And let them inspect the fruit of it and then let them draw conclusions from themselves. And that's all we can do. Uh, 2 Corinthians six seventeen 17 and 18. 17 and 18. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Now there's, uh, you know, we, of course we have used that for years and years and years. But you see, we wasn't real sure, we was not real sure that, uh, what what it was that that was unclean, and and will my, be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So there again, if we'll come out, and touch not the unclean thing, the forbidden thing. Again, anything out from uh, out from under Torah. Let's go to Isaiah fifty-two. Isaiah fifty-two. Isaiah fifty-two. Ninth verse. Break forth into joy sing together, you waste places in Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people, he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart ye, depart ye, go ye from from, from thence touch not the unclean thing, go ye out of the midst of her, for ye clean that bear the vessels of God. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of God. For ye shall not go out with haste. Now go by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your, your re-rewarder. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled, and uh, be very high, as many were uh, stoned by thee. His vestige was also mired more than any man, and his form more than, more than, uh, than sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many, uh, uh, sprinkle many nations, the kings, Shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall be, they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Now, the, the end of this thing about Christ Messiah is really interesting that's being unfolding for today. It says, for that which had not been told them they shall they shall see, and that which they had not been heard they shall consider. What's well, not been told to us? we been told that we were lost tribes. We were never told. We've never been told. There's some there's some interesting things and I you know, there's so much to teach in this thing and, and and we're gonna get around all of it and go back and pick things up from time to time and add things to it. But there's so much to teach to this, but I did a years ago and it was all it was right in the beginning of my ministry, I did something that was absolutely I didn't really understand it but I knew it was the truth. And what I did was I began to I read a, a small article and then I got this idea. I was trying to follow through the article, and so I, I began to, to, to set out the scene. When Jeremiah left Israel, and he went north and took the daughters of the king with him, he took a stone with him, a stone. And on that stone it said, And it reads the same as Hebrew would read this away, And and even in English, this way, it still reads the same. I forget what that means, but the meaning of it wasn't important, so maybe I shouldn't have said that to get you caught up on it. The the, the thing is that that stone went to Ireland, and it ended up in England. Now, that stone was placed underneath the throne, and every king and every queen of England that's been incarnated has set up on that stone and on top of that that stone. And just a couple weeks ago, I'm up early in the morning, I'm drinking a cup of coffee and I got CNN on and they moved that stone and they gave it back. Had a had a big a big to do and they gave the stone back to Arlen because it was originally theirs. Now that stone is supposed to be the same stone that Jeremiah brought forth when he came out and went under the under the lost tribes. Now I'm going to go back and do some things on that, and God only knows when that's going to be. So don't, if we don't get it for five years, so I baited you, all right? But all these things, and what I'm saying, all these things which God has done, is now beginning to all form itself and all come back together. And quite frankly, it's uh it's just just a little bit more just a little bit more time. Let's go back to the Ephesians, the third chapter of Ephesians. Try to finish up here in a few minutes, so hang with me here. Ephesians five, two minutes, No more stories. I I, I I got this in, but don't get it in, so it's got too many stories going. Ephesians three, fourth verse. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Boy, and that's the truth, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. And of the same body and partakers of the promise of Christ by the gospel. Uh, that being said, there and all you got to do is, is, is understand it's all true. That, that, that when we read, we may understand. You may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Well, you know, then you hear Peter saying, "Hey, that Paul, you know, you, this guy's so smart and he's so learned that the, the ignorant people are going to misunderstand what he's saying." Well, we had a bunch of people ignorant in the church, didn't we? All those years ago Paul was still smarter than all of us, was not he? But the church was convinced that Paul was against the old against, against the, the the covenant that, that was made that uh, in the old testament covenant. The Torah. Let's go to first Peter two. First Peter two. Let your fingers do the walking, all right? First Peter two, six verse. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, behold I lay in Zion the key cornerstone, elect praises. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed. The same is made the head of the corner, and the stone assembly, a rock of offense. Even them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto they also they were appointed. Now again, you know, the same stone that gets us up and, does what it needs to be. Can be, a, can be a mess for everybody else. He says, but your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness under his marvelous light. Now he called us. How did he call us again? For the Rahaphadites, the, by the Holy Spirit. Now he says, which in past times you were not a people, but are now the people of God. Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, the same conflation as us which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good work, maybe your good works which they shall behold, glorify God in the days of visitation. So he's telling us the blessed God that we need we need to get ourselves we need to get ourselves locked into this thing, realizing without a doubt that we are going to have to, with, and he's saying now to the Gentiles, we're going to have to bring this around with the, with our good works, uh, that they may they may understand who we are. But here again today, we're the ones that are being called out, and we're being called out, and we're being called out right in the midst from the midst of the church. Now, I don't have a problem as to whether or not there's going to be people called out that are not from in the church that are out here in the highways and hedges, because I think that's always going to happen. But what's interesting today is the fact that. Uh, a year ago, a year ago, you didn't see us look like this, you didn't hear Hebrew, you didn't you know because we were doing something different. Go to romans two romans two twenty five and we will end with that. For circumcision, verily promises for circumcision verily is profit if thou keep the law, but if thou be a, partaker, a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the the righteous of the law, righteousness of the law shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law? For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is there that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. Now, was it say thing about... Well, let me read the rest of it. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. There again, the battle was still going on. You almost can read the battle in every one of Paul's writings that was going on. What Paul, again, was saying here is, he is a Jew, 29 is the one you only get a hold of, which is, which, which is inwardly. Inwardly, circumcision of the heart—that is the Jew. So again, if you look at this and and, and, and please try to—he's not. If there was this, if there was two different sects here, he would talk about it. He didn't say if you okay. Now you know here's who the Jew is. He's talking to anyone that receives Christ. Now again, when I when I came up with this and and, wanted to, and used it for the last scripture. It obviously was in, in important to me, and hopefully to you, to be able to realize that when you, you know, at the beginning of this, we said, "Who is Israel? Who is Israel? We are Israel." Who is a Jew? A Jew is one that has been circumcised in their heart to have received, to have, to have received the things of God. Now, in the in the Old Testament, it was a physical uh, circumcision all right, that brought them to the place that was the thing that was given to Abraham, that, bless God, that they be physically circumcised, that it would be a sign and, and would be a covenant. But then again, there is a spiritual circumcision, which Paul is talking about, that happens to us that have received Christ, has received Messiah. But, and, and then again, now I want to read one more time, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, so everybody that bless God that is one inwardly, that has received Messiah, and, and, and let, let His Word become the circumcision of our heart, then you're a Jew. So again, you say, well, the, what, what's that? But, well, it's just another thing to let you understand. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of ways to skin a rabbit, okay? And the fact of it is, we just scunt one a different direction there. And I want you to keep that in mind because it's important to, 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 to understand We have an awesome responsibility, you and I, as being sure that you don't run people off. But, again, knowledge is the the key to this thing.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.JewishProphet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.
0: I'm the hospital, i to